0: This show is presented by the Mercedes-Benz Tech Program. To learn more about Mercedes-Benz's world of advanced automotive technology, text the word MERCEDES to 55678 or visit www.learnmercedes.com. For AL.com, I'm Ben Flanagan. Welcome to BAMMERS. Alabama basketball fans, are you on the bandwagon yet? Because Alabama basketball is kind of a thing right now. Haven't you heard? Long stuck in the giant shadow of Alabama football, the basketball program just had one of its best ever, winning the Southeastern Conference, reaching the NCAA Tournament Sweet 16, and finishing the season ranked fifth in the country. Under second-year head coach Nate Oates, It may have ushered in a new era of Alabama basketball success and interest outside of its diehard fans who have suffered through years of stagnation. For the past couple of decades, Alabama has certainly had its share of achievements. Under Mark Gottfried, they went to the big tournament several times. They made splashy hires in Anthony Grant and Avery Johnson and recruited some big-time players that brought a lot of excitement to the program. But there wasn't much consistency. They always teetered on not good enough or just good enough to earn a tournament berth. Most Alabama fans would enjoy the ride while it lasted and wouldn't really suffer much disappointment. But for those diehard Alabama fans, the year-rounders who toiled through years of frustration, to see the program reach the heights it did last year, it was hard. And it kept happening over and over and over. Three coaching eras saw basically identical results. So why even bother? I asked my friend and lifetime Alabama basketball fan Hunter Johnson about it. Why he's dedicated so much of his life to something that doesn't often reciprocate what he gives it. And later, a tribute to Alabama basketball superfan Luke Ratliff.
1: I am Hunter Johnson.
0: How would you describe your Twitter persona? Like if people follow you, what are they getting?
1: Uh I would say it's probably a mix of a lot of things. I like to think that you're going to get things that you might not get other places. Obviously you're going to get, you know, pro Alabama stuff. You're going to get pro Alabama stuff in terms of all sports, not just football. Um I think football is kind of what got me the following, but um it's the other sports that I really like to talk about the most, especially basketball. You're going to get some what some people might call lib takes, I would call moderate takes, and you're going to get cat content. I would say that's what the account is built upon.
0: Come for the Bama takes, stay for the cat content.
1: Exactly, exactly. The cats are what keep people coming back.
0: Hunter, Alabama basketball is obviously very important to you, if anybody knows who you are. You've invested so much time and energy, money, and to use your words, self-worth into it. What makes it so important to you?
1: Man, I don't know. I guess it's just a lot of times we don't choose what we become invested in. I feel like I didn't like set out to be like, Oh, I'm going to make this my thing. I'm going to be an Alabama basketball fan. It all, it's almost like it chose me. I just like growing up, going to games. I guess I just started carrying at an early age and just really wanting, wanted us to be successful. And there is kind of a niche there and that there's not a ton. I mean, there's more now, but you know, during the Anthony Grant era, during some Davy Johnson era, I mean, there weren't people busting out of the woodwork to be Alabama basketball fans. So I guess like just because there's not as many of them, you can get a little bit more notoriety, but I never set out for that. I just you know I just love Alabama basketball. And even even though it hasn't always loved me back, I just love it.
0: Well, and so what was this last season like for you? Like there there were plenty of expectations for improvement, but you know, few anticipated conference championships, a two seed, a sweet sixteen run. Like, how do you think you're going to remember this past season?
1: It was the greatest Alabama basketball season of my lifetime. Um, It was amazing. And the thing is, it, it's not like it's, it didn't start off great. With the loss to Western Kentucky, I remember walking out of and being like, man, it, it's happening again. We set ourselves up, we get excited, and then this happens. And it's just, you know, par for the course of Alabama basketball. But, man, something just changed. I think part of it's like part of the reason Alabama basketball has, has has suffered is because like there 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 was no belief there was all that there was always that impending sense of doom because when good things happen terrible things are sure to follow because that's what's always happened but no man like when I really knew it was going to be when I really was like oh man this might be different was the Tennessee game up there where you know they're a top five team at the time we go up there and just I mean the game was really never in doubt and one thing and this this is how I, I feel like. To show how the ba- the Bama basketball like landscape or mindset has changed, I remember being in Nashville in the semifinal against Tennessee. We're down by seven with like seven minutes left, and I remember thinking I feel very confident that we're going to win this basketball game. And it scared me. It scared me that I thought that because I, was, I shouldn't feel that way. Alabama basketball has done nothing really in, in, in my history in my lifetime made me feel that way. But like there was just something different about this team, and I was like, man we're going to win this basketball game. Even though we're down by seven with seven minutes left in a somewhat hostile environment, we're going to win this basketball game. And hey, I think that just kind of goes to show like how much things have changed in terms of the mindset.
0: Yeah, just on that note, like things being a little different and also how you said that it hasn't always loved you back. We've talked before about the looming shadow of Alabama football, how how you love it too and understand the hierarchy in terms of how fan prioritize it and the resources it has. But this past season shrunk that shadow just a little bit, maybe a lot, and Alabama finished ranked number five in the country after the Sweet 16 run, and there have been glimmers like this in our lifetime, where Alabama has a big season, and there's a chance that it breaks through or steps up a rung on that hierarchy, but as a longtime fan, what do you think... When that happens, like when those breakthroughs happen, like do you get your hopes up or have you been burned too many times before? And, and like you said, why might now be a little different compared to the past?
1: Well, my hopes are definitely up now. And I think that in times where that's happened, I think, I mean, one that you really point to would be like 2002 when the SEC go 12 and four in the league, making the finals SEC uh, tournament, losing the second round. Yet you brought almost everybody back. For that next year scene and and got up to a number one ranking and that's probably like the beginning of the when good things happen several things are sure to fall you get up to number one ranking and then you go up to utah and lose and then you end up going seven and nine in the league so yeah i mean i guess i have been burned numerous times but like i just i feel like this time's going to be different man i really do i feel very very confident. the way that this staff was rebuilt or, or has you know added to the roster you lose a lot but yet we're bringing in so many guys like a great recruiting class I feel very confident that like we're not, there's not going to be a fall off. Pretty much everybody's going to be picking us to win the league next year. And I think for good reason.
0: Do you ever sense or feel a sense of being on an island as a diehard basketball fan? Like you've long had this reputation as someone who put so much into this and at times you vent online even about having been a long-suffering fan as it relates to coming up short or seasons playing out in similar disappointing ways. But here you remain, where, where others' interests may be a little bit more fleeting. Why stick around? Have you ever let the doubt creep in enough where you've thought maybe about moving on from it?
1: Absolutely not. And the, and as you were saying that, like feeling on an island, my, my first thought was the uh, Tobias Fuke uh, gif meme from... Uh, Arrested Development, where he's saying there are dozens of us, dozens, and that's kind of the way. I mean, there's plenty of there and there always have been plenty of Alabama basketball fans, like people to kind of commiserate with. Like one of my good friends who played at Alabama, John Dill, we we joke about how like every year we meet up in Nashville at the big tournament and just kind of like have our airing of grievances about basketball and how we how we feel like we've been wrong for the previous year, whereas this year it was way more of a, like a, just a celebration, more than anything. So now, but pretty much say that no never considered leaving because you know like this year wouldn't have meant as much as it did had i not have we not gone through the the abyss that we did and not to say that it was that bad we were never really really bad in basketball It it was just like constantly average and like this year would not have been as cool had we not experienced that
0: Stick around for more bammers. This show is presented by the Mercedes Benz Tech Program. To learn more about Mercedes Benz's world of advanced automotive technology, text the word Mercedes to five five six seven eight, or visit www.learnmercedes.com. So, Luke, tell me a little bit about yourself. Just sort of like who you are and where you're from. I'm from. I'm a junior here at UA. I'm a PR major. I'm from. A small town east of Charlotte called Wadesboro, North Carolina. I uh, I came to UA a couple years ago. I was the only student for about I think it was five surrounding counties that came to UA. I've always, for the most part of my life, have been a, a fan of the Crimson Tide. there's neighbors lived on my street in Tuscaloosa. Both UA grads, and they had a heavy influence on me. So while I was applying to schools. UA was the last school I applied to, and they nicknamed Fluffopotamus you know, or just it, Fluff. You know? Luke Ratliff was an Alabama student who became a very popular figure among fans the past four seasons. Attending almost every home and away game, Luke became known for his signature plaid sports coat and for leading the student cheering section in Coleman. Luke passed away in April due to complications from COVID. The day after he died, a host of friends and family gathered on the steps of Coleman Coliseum where fans placed a photo, flowers, a signed basketball that said Fluff Forever, to mourn the sudden loss of Luke, a beloved figure in Alabama athletics, thanks to his passion for the basketball program and his infectious positive attitude and energy at games and elsewhere, anywhere you saw him. He ...can do anything at this place.
1: Yeah. Who would have thought for a second that a guy named Fluffopotamus, Luke Ratliff, would have the following? And, and I saw him up in Indianapolis. People were coming up taking taking pictures with the guy. He's a, he's a celebrity, and he kept his humility the entire time through it. And I thought he was just such an incredible role model for all of us about finding the good in people and finding the good and exciting things in your life and taking the best advantage of it that you possibly could. And uh, he, he, I know he made a heck of an impact on me, and I know he made a heck of an impact on, on our student body, our university, our community. I saw even Jason Isabel, you know, gave him a shout out this morning as far as just how, how sad he was and moved by it, and, and what, a, what an incredible life he
0: led. Alabama Athletics Director Greg Byrne, UA President Stuart Bell, and members of the Crimson Tide men's basketball team, they joined the crowd to pay their respects to Luke, along with his parents and brother who attended. Luke was set to graduate in August with a degree in public relations. The Wadesboro, North Carolina native had been president of the Crimson Chaos student fan group. I spoke to two of Luke's closest friends, fellow fan Hunter Johnson as well as Reagan Starner, about his passing and the legacy he leaves behind. When did Luke Ratliff first pop up on your radar?
2: So I had seen
1: Luke on Twitter. I don't think I followed him back at the time. And in fact, I remember telling him about how it took me so long to follow him back and how he was like, oh, I noticed, pal, I noticed. In 2018, I had, that was my first year back in Tuscaloosa, my sister and I went over to uh, Startwell for the Alabama Mississippi State basketball game. And he was sitting about three rows in front of us, I think, and he got into one of the Mississippi State fans. And he wouldn't do anything wrong. He's just cheering for Alabama. And so, like, I kind of, like, helped him out because the Mississippi State fan I was talking crap to the Mississippi State fan, too. And uh we just – we talked after the game and we introduced ourselves to each other and end up – you know, I follow him back. I follow him on Twitter, and we just kind of, like, really quickly shook up a, a friendship. And I think seeing how much he cared about Alabama basketball, there was obviously – Already, like, I mean, I, I realize me and this guy are going to get along well just because we have something that means a lot to us. We both, you know, we both care about and similar. So uh, just kind of a friendship, just grew from there, man.
0: Being on that island sometimes, you know, you probably have trouble finding somebody who cares about it as much as you really do. I mean, maybe there are more than I'm giving giving them credit for, but but to find someone who is so like-minded, someone that you can really share it with, when did you know – Okay, this guy's for real. And, you know, for lack of a better, you know, way to put this, like, when did you realize this is somebody I, I can actually speak to on the same level? You know what I mean?
1: Well, first, when I, I mean, actually, to go back, the first time he ever popped on my radar was at the Auburn game in 2018 when he wore the FBI jacket. That was when I was like, okay, I like this kid. I like where this kid's going. I could be friends with this guy. But then, after talking to him at that Mississippi State game, I kind of realized, okay, yeah, this guy, he, he's serious. He's not just, you know, doing it for the attention. Um, he cares about Alabama basketball. And that was when kind of like we, you know, exchanged numbers and I mean, hey, a month later, I think he was standing in the pit with me at the, uh, Customs of Bicentennial celebration. That might have been a year later. I don't know, but like it just, it just happened very quickly. And that was the thing about our friendship. It began out of Alabama basketball, but it grew into so, so much more because the dude was, he was kind of like an old soul. Like, I'm 35, and he's 23. Uh But, like, we had a lot in common. Maybe that makes me sound immature, but, like, he was really an old soul. He always had a lot of older friends, and, like, we just – there was just so many different topics that we could just shoot the bull on. Dude loved to cook. Dude loved music. NASCAR. There was just all these different topics that, you know, yeah, we always had that element of my basketball,
2: but it was so much more than that. My name is Reagan Starner, and I own R&R Cigars in downtown Tuscaloosa, Northport. Oh, uh, well, I met him his first weekend uh at UA, actually. I met him literally like when his daddy brought him to school. He came in with his daddy. He was so excited to hear there was a cigar bar in Tuscaloosa. He came in and they were so excited. They thought it was so cool being at the mansion. They thought the mansion was awesome. And so, you know, we can't wait to see you guys over the next four years. And you know, and then he started coming in, you know, more frequently. Uh, he started coming in on, on Sundays during, during his first semester here to watch the Cowboys. He was a big Cowboys fan and we were one of the only places that had the Sunday ticket. So he would come in every Sunday religiously, man. He came in every Sunday and watched the Cowboys and, you know, we would, we would always talk whenever he was in there and, you know, then it became, then our, you know, our friendship kept growing and we would hang out. We became best friends and, uh, and, you know, we'd, we'd, we'd stay at R&R sometimes three, four, five in the morning, you know, drinking bourbon and smoking cigars, watching terrible movies, we spent so many nights just, uh, cooking burgers at three in the morning because we got hungry. We, uh, we just, we had a hell of a time. He was very, he was really very shy. The, that's the thing that people, you know, don't know about Luke is he was, you know, he was pretty shy there for a while, you know, and it took him a minute to open up. He, he had, you know, a lot of things he was going through. And, uh, you know, I saw all the work that he put in. I, I, I went to a couple of basketball games with him, you know, when it was the Avery era, uh, and he was really getting the Crimson Chaos started. Be up there every game, busting busting his ass with Avery, you know, and 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 it was really tough to to see how much effort he poured into it in those early days for the for the little returns that he was getting, you know. But he kept working and kept working and kept trying. And the university, uh, they made him, you know, originally he wasn't the president of the Crimson Chaos, and then. I think after his uh, after uh, I think in 18, he became the president of Crimson Chaos because the first time he was just doing it all just because he was a fan. You know, he had no affiliation with the university, with the program, any of that. He was just a a, a huge fan and he wanted people to come, you know, and then the university said, hey, we should get this kid involved. They started letting him run the Crimson Chaos and. They, you know, listened to a lot of his ideas and he got a lot more control in 19. And then, uh, you know, when Nate Oates got here, Nate Oates and his staff just absolutely invested in Luke and, uh, made him, you know, a big part of the program. And, uh, you know, uh, even more so than anybody else ever had. And I think even beyond Luke's dreams of, Involvement in the program, you know, you know, and that meant the world to him and to his family, how involved he was, you know, and how coach Petway and coach Hodgson and coach Oates, you know, all embraced him, uh, and, and really treated him like a member of the basketball family. Would I have known that, you know, that when I met Luke, that he would end up having stories in the New York Times and uh, ABC News and 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 all of that when when he went I you know I, I would would have never dreamed that would happen but you know but I'm I'm so glad that he got the recognition that he deserved because he deserved it all you know he deserved it all and uh, I was really proud to know him and uh, I'll miss
0: my friend. What do you think Luke specifically brought to the Alabama basketball experience? Like what reflects him? In, in what he did and what everybody else got to see
2: well I mean he was there for everything you know he was the constant coaches changed, players changed, but Luke was always there and he he just brought that energy to the to the to the stadium that people wanted to go to go be with Luke you know as much as they wanted to go watch the games. He was, uh, I mean, I, I've had so many people that were like, yeah, I came to the game just so I could meet Luke or I made it, you know, that was a big part of their experience at, at Coleman was, you know, I had to go, I told, you know, I told my wife that we have to go meet this kid. You know, he always laughed. He was like, he was like, why the hell they want to meet me? Because he, and that was the thing about Luke. He was so, he was so very humble. You know, he didn't understand a lot of times. He didn't do it for fame or glory. You know, he did it because he loved Alabama basketball and he wanted Coleman Coliseum to be one of the toughest places to play in the country. That was what it was all about to him was to create an atmosphere that opposing teams, you know, didn't want to play in because it would be so hard to play there. You know, like a Cameron Indoor or, uh, you know, Kentucky or, or North Carolina, you know, uh, that's what he wanted that to be Alabama.
0: You led the student section for a few years, similar to Luke, front and center for every home game. You travel for the road games. So you have pretty unique insight into what his years at Alabama may have been like in that role. But what do you think is something that he brought that was different than other fan leaders like you and others before him?
1: I think really he just he was rec he was really recognizable. He's a big dude, wore the plaid jacket. He was very recognizable, and he kind of brought just like a figurehead and somebody that people could like kind of rally around. And it was and that was because of his both his big big figure and also his big personality. Like they don't make personalities like Luke, just huge and gregarious. Like I was not that. I'm, I mean, I, I have a pretty big personality, but I was not Luke Rattler, and I was probably and not as great at bringing everybody around me. Into the fold as he was. And he was just so great at that. And that's why I think it just made him different. It's like, like I said, he was such an enthusiast. You wanted to, everybody wanted to be excited about what Luke was excited about.
0: Basketball was obviously so important to him, but the two of you shared road trips and meals and, and other times together. What's something that maybe people don't know about him that you'll always remember?
1: Honestly, I feel like everything's out there so much about him now. Like, just one of the most kind-hearted people i was me and cecil went to his funeral and we were talking about this on the way back just like he would just go out of his way sometimes just to say something to somebody that would cheer them up like you wouldn't really even notice it at the time that he was doing it but he would just do something that would make somebody smile whether it was like a cook at a restaurant or a waiter at a restaurant would just say something to him just to pick him up and make him smile he was just like he just made everybody around him happy it wasn't always like Rainbows and sunshine and kittens all the time. The dude had, you know, complained some too. But like, he was really, really good in public about making everybody around him feel better. He was very much a, uh, an encourager and um, an enthusiast. He made you want to be excited about what he was excited about.
0: Who is the Luke that you know, like, and that you will always, obviously, remember? Like, how much of what we saw on the front row of Coleman Coliseum? translated into the time that you spent with him as a friend
2: well i mean i'll always know luke as the burger chef you know luke luke loved cooking burgers i'll always know luke as the as the bourbon hunter you know he looked for for hard to find bourbons like people look for buried treasure Uh, every road trip he always went to go so he always went bourbon hunting every road trip. That was one of the things he loved about all the all the road trips he took was there was a chance for him to go find some, you know, find some Blantons or find some E. H. Taylor. I'll remember Luke as as one of the most selfless people that I ever knew. I'll remember Luke as a son and brother, especially to his brother Noah. You know, Luke made sure that every trip that he went home it coincided with his brother, who's autistic. It coincided with his brother, his brother's doctor's appointments. He always made sure to be at, at his brother's doctor's appointments because Noah did better at the doctor when Luke was there than when's anybody else. I'll remember Luke as a movie critic. We watched so many just horrible movies. We watch good ones too, but we watched so many like B movies. And I'll I'll remember Luke as as my best friend. The guy I talked to every single day, uh, the guy I could always FaceTime anytime I was having an issue or a problem and would always listen and bounce off, you know, bounce off any ideas I had for R&R. Basically my, he was my go-to guy anytime I, anytime I was looking for, you know, anytime I was looking to do anything at the shop, you know, I'd always ask him because I wanted his opinion first. I remember him as, the biggest Alabama sports fan that I've ever met. I'll remember him in so many ways that I could literally talk, I could literally talk to you for hours about my friend. You know, he was just, he was one of the kindest souls I've ever met. And he was just the best, the best, he was the best. I, well, there's one other thing that I'd like to mention. I, I know, you know, Luke Ratliff, Ratliff was a, you know, great fan here. I love the University of Alabama, and I just want his family to know that our thoughts and prayers are, you know, with you all. Uh, and, um, you know, certainly a difficult circumstance for all of us, and he's certainly going to be missed. So uh, God bless you all. Thanks.
0: Thanks, good. Thanks to Hunter Johnson and Reagan Starner. Join us as we continue our deep dive into Alabama football's fascinating fan culture on Bammers. Bammers is produced for AL.com by me, Ben Flanagan. You can find all episodes and other bonus content wherever you get your podcasts or at AL.com. If you like the show, please rate us and write a review. Thank you for listening. This show is presented by the Mercedes-Benz Tech Program. To learn more about Mercedes-Benz's world of advanced automotive technology, text the word MERCEDES to 55678 or visit www.learnmercedes.com.